Welcome again to the Vertex Angle. I'm Robert Kamins. I'm Frank Gilman. And we are here today to talk about something uh, different, uh, plans. Uh, I think we've spent a lot of time, Frank, in our careers uh, focusing on different types of plans, strategic plans, contingency plans, incident response plans. Uh, but, you know, the other day I was talking to CFO, we're in this global pandemic, we have social unrest and hopefully productive change, but could anybody have planned for this? <laughs> no, no, it's quite the uh, it's quite the unprecedented time period. Yes, and we have this ongoing, you know, economic fallout from it too. So, uh, what do we do? And uh, today, we're excited that uh, we're joined for this episode of the Vertex Angle by our colleague Kathy Hancock uh, to talk about plans. Not any particular type of plans, but just the concept of planning overall and the common thematic attributes of plans and what people should be thinking about as we go forward, both from a strategic perspective but also from an incident response plan perspective too. Uh, Kathy recently wrote a piece highlighting that traditional strategic plans are relics and uh, shorter term efforts are needed. So Kathy, welcome uh, joining us today. Thanks a lot, happy to be here. Now sadly, well I guess not so sadly, right? we, we've all been around long enough to have experienced quite a few different uh, emergencies, challenges even before uh, this last thing earthquakes, fire, uh, cyber, cyber attacks, just all sorts of challenges that, that bring up uh, the need for planning and the need for reaction. And, and Kathy, since you, know, you, wrote the, uh, you wrote the recent article, right? And you are an expert in this area. I mean, maybe the best place to do is to start with you, maybe identify you know, a core concept or a core lesson uh, you know, regarding uh, planning. Well, I think that where I would start is that uh, for any organization to have an effective plan, you have to know where you are. And uh, I've compared that to using uh, flight by instruments for pilots. They can't rely on the horizon necessarily. You have to know where you are. And as an organization, you need in an environment like the one we're in, you need real-time data to know where you are. Uh, that means that it has to be meaningful. It has to tell you a story. And that enables you then to navigate based on immediate information in terms of the health of the organization and what's going on. In the case of a law firm, uh, we know what the metrics are. It used to be monthly reports, and those simply will not work. So good planning, I would say, has to start with real-time data because flying blind uh, has all kinds of bad outcomes, particularly in an environment like the one we're in. I've seen that so, so clearly. Uh, so many of uh, clients we work with or people we're talking to, uh, they, they need new systems. They're looking for new systems. Uh, they're looking to actually integrate the systems they've had of data and make that available or position that difference. People are clamoring for that because you do need to adjust on the fly more than you ever did. And a little thing like releasing time on a daily basis can have a massive impact on where you stand from a cash management standpoint over 60 to 90 days. And there is very little margin for error in the environment that we find ourselves in with the chaos that's out there and 
business environment that's uh, taking some pretty wild swings right now. Now, speaking of uh, chaos and, and navigation, I know you wrote another piece uh, some time ago about uh, the whole story of uh, Captain Sully Sullenberger and the miracle on the Hudson. Uh, you know, I think that's a good parallel to some degree to, to this topic. I mean, you want to kind of expand a little bit on that? You know, I thought, uh, Frank, that uh, Captain Sullenberger's experience with his Airbus uh, landing on the Hudson was really relevant when the pandemic hit because he had 208 seconds to decide with his, with his co-captain uh, what they were going to do. And the first thing he did was what we talked about. He did an assessment. Uh, so he got the data. Where were they? And then he decided on what's the goal. Uh, and the goal was obviously to figure out a safe way to land that plane and hopefully save everybody on board. And then he started problem solving. And I think that those, those three things uh, go to what uh, law firms need to be doing. And any organization in an environment like this, any organization needs to be doing a strategic plan. And that goes back to what Robert mentioned from the column um, a few weeks ago that was done as a three to five year plan, even six months ago, is probably not relevant to the circumstance you have now. And the whole concept of your plan, yeah, Sullenberger had a flight plan and it sure wasn't to land in the Hudson. <laughs> but he right. had to take the circumstance, problem solve, make a decision and act on it in the space of seconds. And, and the good news is law firms have a lot more than 208 seconds to make good decisions. But I think the imperative is there to act quickly. Right. It sounds like it's really being adaptive and making quick analysis, right? And, and being able to adjust your, your course. Uh, and I think that, you know, probably uh, the, that parallel example you talked about illustrates that. And organizations probably have a lot of parallels too. Right. Absolutely. You know, I, I think that the, the challenge I've seen with law firms is that they are, they don't lack data. They're buried in data. Their challenge is getting it organized, getting it accessible and having it be dynamic enough where they do have that immediate read on where they are. And that's, the advantage that Sullenberger had is that he had all the data. He had the ability to translate it very quickly into what his options were. Now he had to make some judgment calls around if you have enough fuel and you know what the glide ability is of an Airbus, uh, you start making calculations. But law firms, uh, in my experience, do struggle with marshalling their data. I think it is a it is a big challenge, but it is job number one for law firm leaders, organization leaders, is to make sure they have the data, then launch to assessment and problem solving. And that's really interesting. Uh, you know, it, it reminds me of, you know, just having example, one of the best examples uh, in my career was actually my very first uh, consulting client uh, was a small regional law firm. 
And I got hired to uh, help them as a strategic planning and to help them put a uh, strategic plan or help them with strategic plan. And the amazing thing was that, uh, you know, it was a long-term view. We took a five or six month, five or six year view. And when we got into it, their major client who would, part of the problem was that they had too much revenue of a principal client uh, who was carrying everything uh, for the firm at that time, about 60% of their revenue. And they had to dilute that. And so we created this plan to how do you dilute that over time? And suddenly that client had an issue, a very significant significant regulatory issue. And following that, they had to take that five or six year plan and implement it in about five or six months. And that was just so rewarding to have taken and outlined something in the past that wasn't relevant to the new circumstances totally, but could be scaled and modified and adapted to that. And I think that that was just a great example to say, hey, that even if things go off the rails or change, you can still build off what you already have. Right. And part of what you're talking about, you know, it's it's really an exercise in true knowledge management. Organizations figuring out the intelligence they need to gather and, and what they need to do with it. The other thing I would I would point out, which we've been as we've been talking about assessments, it's not just an internal assessment either. It, there needs to be for professional service firms or any business a, an external assessment on clients, on on where the sectors you're looking at where your business is coming from, where it needs to be, that changes as well, you know, as, as events shift, you know, your plan, your plans have to, adaptation means not just internal adaptation, but external adaptation, right? Definitely. I I can see that, you know, and I think that uh, a key element to that is not even so much doing, this is an exact action step we're going to follow in a sequential order. But understanding the detours, the on-ramps, the off-ramps of, of what might happen as you go. Well, one of the great experiences I had in the past year or so was helping a firm with planning what I call safety devices in advance. We were doing things that just were sound business practices to do, like getting lines of credit or getting relationships with new banks. And we did that long before we knew we were going to have an economic crisis or COVID or the fallout to that. And I think that's what firms need to be thinking about is good times, bad times, be doing things and do an internal health check to be, to be looking at ahead so they have those safety devices in place, whether they use them or not. That, that's a form of planning, even if it's not, you know, a absolute uh, concrete ABC paint by number step process. And, and Kathy, you and I have talked about the fact when, when it comes to planning, this whole idea of living in the present, right? not necessarily getting trapped into looking too far behind or even too far ahead to really be be thinking about things as they occur in real time so that there's a a genuine sense of cohesiveness i think around the plan right yes absolutely frank you know one thing that occurred to me that um I think is it does pose a real opportunity for law firm leaders and organization leaders right now is to do exactly what you said, which is focus on the future, start with the now, uh, avoid the temptation of the rearview mirror view of strategic planning. Uh, and, and with that comes a commitment to being nimble, and willing to experiment a bit because uh, of the velocity with which things are changing in the business environment right now. Right. And a good example about that too, I think is the whole idea of when you look at incident response and some of the stuff I deal with all the time is as organizations are encountering a threat, 
and figuring out how they defend that and how they eliminate it moving forward. You know, one of the things we see a lot of times is, is this tunnel vision that happens, right? We had, a, we had a client that had invested significant amounts of money, rightly so, in um, building up their cyber defense. They put in state-of-the-art tools. They put in uh, best-of-breed solutions. The, the thing that they didn't realize is that their access controls, their internal administrative controls, uh, were left alone. So despite all of the good work they've done, there was a back door open. And, and, and I think that comes from being able to get much more above the fray uh, on, on, a, on, on an advanced view and, uh, you know, and look at it from that perspective. It sounds like, I mean, what you're saying, Frank, is that there's a lot of analysis involved. Uh, analysis and stress testing, right? You're, you're, you're modeling or thinking of different scenarios and what can happen. And I think that, that that's a big takeaway from, from planning or this, this discussion of planning we're having or plans. Uh, but also, we've also seen examples of not just people, you know, not putting the right stuff in advance and, and putting, you know, building too high a security uh, not having the right tools uh, for what they really need, but also the analysis paralysis that can happen. That is frequently, uh, we do all do a lot of work with law firms, right? We deal with other corporations and other businesses and middle market companies and things like that, uh, nonprofits, but the analysis paralysis can really bog people down. And so I think it's really important that, uh, you know, we don't, that we, you got to, you got a plan, but you, all, you encourage your, your, your environment to also uh, make sure that you, there are so many uncertainties and you got to go with, with your best, shot going forward and not not be totally stuck right you know the the uh one of the things that strikes me about the environment that we're in in terms of all the change that is going on uh it is awfully tempting to define your plan circumstance in the context of the known and where you are comfortable and that's where I think the 360 degree view, uh, and it needs to be more than one person, it needs to be the collective, uh, to really take a hard look on the strengths, as far as the strengths and the weaknesses of the organization, and sort out very quickly, uh, what's it gonna take for us to navigate this, and thrive, frankly, in a future that probably is going to look a lot different. Pilots train for disasters. Most law firm leaders or organization leaders don't train for disasters. We're not sitting in simulators where everything happens that has just happened in the last 90 days. Well, and I, th I think your point about the pilot, too, is, you know, back to that 360 degree, right? Your view from the sky is so different than your view from your office window or, or from your, the view from the street corner, right? And so in order to really see where you're going and, and all the other challenges or, or, or things in that landmark that might come, come into play, right? We've, talk, we, we've talked a lot about uh, strategy and operations and, and finance. There are so many things, just like we've talked about um, the pandemic. There are so many cultural changes right now uh, that are impacting businesses, right? We've talked about, you know, the whole challenge of remote workforce is going to be another element that are going to have to be brought into your planning. I mean, Robert, there are other 
Yeah, diversity, wellness, profitability, cultural directives. I mean, we are very interesting times. Social pressure uh, out there, too, are all getting wrapped into this. Uh, Kathy, since you, you know, this is uh, your first time with us, we'd love to give you the closing thoughts. Well, I think that what I would want to leave folks with is that there really are opportunities out there once you make your assessment, once you start mapping out alternate routes. Keep in mind that this is a roadmap to empower the kind of change and transformation that is going to lead you somewhere really great. Uh, and that this, there really are lots of opportunities. Uh, and uh, the more, uh, I think, disciplined you can be about being nimble and open, open to change, it will uh, deliver res- real results down the road. Great. Well, Great. thank you. And th- thank you for everyone for listening in. We hope we simulated some really uh, positive thinking for you and your organization. Uh, if you're interested in hearing more, stay tuned for the next episode of the Vertex Angle. But you can also find out more about us uh, and contact us versus uh, at vertexadvisorsgroup.com, uh, including about establishing strategic plans, the business continuity plans, contingency plans, and succession plans that we talked about here. Oh, and Frank's incident response plans, too, of course. <laughs> so we'll be back soon and perhaps on uh, some of those topics. Great. Bye-bye. Take care.